Hey, everybody. So I'm starting what's going to essentially be uh, a mini series inside of side quests called Never Beat. The idea behind this is I, I, I was thinking the other day, I think I might have started playing video games a little too young because I, as a kid, I had an NES, but I had no clue what kind of games I liked. And I certainly didn't tell my parents what kind of games I liked. So they would bring home games and I would play them. Those were my games. I didn't differentiate. And part because of that, I had a pretty large library of NES games with no cohesity to it whatsoever. And so there were large parts of my NES collection that I never beat. I played repeatedly some of these games, but never got to the end of the game. And now as an adult, I'm looking back and I don't know if it's because the games were difficult or I didn't know how to play them because I didn't read instruction manuals, or maybe the game's just crappy. I don't know. So I thought it would be fun as an adult to revisit these games with my adult gamer skills and see exactly what it took to get to the end of them. But I think these sorts of things work better with a co-host, and so I invited a friend of mine along for the journey. Say hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Rachel has been in a handful of episodes. Some of you may remember her, but uh, Rachel was kind enough to volunteer to go on this magical misery journey with me. Yep, that is uh, 100% accurate. I was really excited to do this, and now I regret deeply agreeing. But here we are. <laughs> so uh, I created a list of games that either I owned and played and never beat, or that I was just really interested, that I rented multiple times, or that I always played at a friend's house. Games that I was very interested in and never beat. And then I let Rachel pick the first two games that we were going to play. And today we're going to talk about the first one, which is Mickey Mousecapades for the NES. Mm -hmm. I did not own this game, but uh, I had a friend who did, and I always wanted to play it and figure out what was going on there. Uh and it's just, it's interesting to me because as a kid, anytime I played this game, I could never get past the second stage. So when I sat down and played it as an adult, I could not get past the second stage. I do not think we would be able to do this if it would, it, if it was not for save states. I mean. That is ultimately that, save states are the only reason I was able to get through this game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, <laughs> I know I did this. I made this choice. And I am so sad that this is the one I started with. So Mickey Mouse Capades, first of all, has a slightly interesting history that I'm going to screw up because in Japan, where it came out first, it was an Alice in Wonderland based game. And all of the bosses were based in Alice in Wonderland, except for the main character, which was still Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. And then when they brought it over to America, they changed all the bosses so that some of them are from Disney movies. Some of them are unrecognizable as anything Disney-related. But at the end of the game, you still rescue Alice. Yeah, which um, I don't know if we want to talk about the ending now, but I don't think you rescued her from anything. She was taking a nap. She was fine. Bitch was just taking a nap. <laughs> Why? What? And the end screen, her sprite is so janky looking. It does not belong in that game at all. It doesn't look like even remotely similar. <laughs> it's so weird. So anyway, let's go ahead and I guess we can start at level one. This game is divided into very clear levels. There are five of them? Yes. 
There are five stages, and as a kid, I never saw anything past the second stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first stage really gives you a false sense of security. It does. Um, I will say I got really excited by beating the first stage and not dying, and I was like, yes, I've got this. It's a, like a pretty good level design. Um, I mean, there's multiple layers that you have to go through. I mean, I thought that I had the key that I needed to get out like immediately. And it was like, no, that that key is for a different door that leads you to a different section where there's another key for you. <laughs> oh, also chandeliers are just going to fall on you now. That's fine. Also, you start out with no weapons or ability to attack anything. Yep. Yeah. You have to find the attack ability. Which you sh- shoot stars. Yep. I guess Mickey is known for that because kind, kind of uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey why not sure so in this game you control mickey and you kind of sort of control Minnie, who follows him around it's think the ice climbers from smash brothers that's essentially what it is you control one and the other kind of follows your controls but she's you know a couple steps behind she lags but it is nice both of you get attacks so when you shoot, you're actually shooting out two stars. You're shooting one for Mickey, one for Minnie, which is nice. Yeah, instead of just punishing you for being an only child or whatever this, the case may be. So that's good, except, you know, she gets stuck on things. If she falls, you die. That's a big part of the second stage. That can't happen in the first stage, but yeah, thank yeah, if Minnie doesn't stick the landing, game over. She can't be damaged by enemies. She's invincible. But if you land on just the edge of a platform, she's going to try and land behind you, and it's going to kill you, too, when she fails. It's really cool. Uh, The first stage is a a giant convoluted house. It's a little Metroidvania because you got to go, you got to backtrack through some areas to get to some new areas. There are hidden objects. Hidden objects are a very big part of this game. They can be anywhere at any time, and you find them when you shoot a star into the air, and it, it hits a random patch of air. Yeah, then you shoot that random patch of air some more and a hidden item shows up. Yep, that or... You the know, hand. Oh. <laughs> you shoot uh, You know, you know, shoot at candles, candlesticks, anything that's on the wall will get you food because why wouldn't cake be stored in a candlestick? That's totally fine. Give me that life. I remember even in the first level, freaked myself out because there's like, a, like a blinds over a window and I could see something peeking through and I was like, Oh no, what is that? What is what's hidden behind there? And then, you know, shoot it enough and it opens and it's a life. And I was like, "Oh, it was me. I was the monster hiding <laughs> in the closet this whole time." <laughs> okay. This is not the first time you've had that revelation in your life. That's true, but yeah, it was like, "Oh, good to know. Good great." And I never found another life after that. So, there is also a small possibility that when you reveal a hidden object, it will be the hand. Did you encounter the hand? I did not. It doesn't happen. It happened to me once in my entire playthrough. Uh, And it can happen in the first stage or the last stage. I'm not sure if it can happen in any of the in-between stages. But you'll have to forgive my dog. My dog is barking in the background occasionally because she can't play with Rachel. And it's very (laughs) upsetting. It is really upsetting for me, too. So you find, oh, there's a hidden object there. You shoot, 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 and it reveals a hand. And it's like the hand from The Legend of Zelda because it immediately goes down, swoops up, grabs many, and disappears. And now you don't have many. From there on, any hidden object reveals a warp zone 
to a room where there are four mini statues. And if you touch the correct one, you get mini back. And if you touch the wrong one, you go back to the game without mini and have to try again. Each time you enter this warp room, mini's location is randomized. So whichever one was just wrong could be the right one the next time. And you've got a 25% chance of finding her each time. I don't know what happens if you beat the level without getting many back. I'm deeply upset by this knowledge. And if it had happened to me, I probably would have rage quit right there. (laughs) Okay, you're only going to get chapter one from me. But uh, the first level does give you a false sense of security. It is fairly simple. It's, It's a game. Yeah, go up it's and an down Nintendo ladders, game. shoot spiders, uh, brooms will kill you no matter what, so remember that lesson, kids. And then you fight w- a witch? Yeah, just a witch that looks like it could have been from anything. Yeah, kind of looks like Witch Hazel, but that's, you know, Looney Tunes. I don't, I don't know. I went down a whole rabbit hole of, like, who are these bosses, and everyone's basically like, we have no clue. <laughs> This is just what they did when they ported it over. It's like, oh, great. Fantastic. Yeah, they decided to not make it Alice in Wonderland themed, except Alice is still the end objective. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's the only only thing. Then you get to stage two, which is just a straightforward platforming in the ocean. Yep. Because, you know, you go from house, manor, or whatever. Stage one is manor. Stage two is the beach. S- yeah, seaside. Great. That sounds nice. Nothing about it is nice. The birds will poop on you and you will get hurt. The waves will consume you and take you down to Davy Jones' locker. I could never get past the waves as a kid. I still cannot get past them as an adult. The only... After stage one, it was save, restore states that got me through this game. Mm -hmm. And I told Rachel when we started this podcast, the idea is to find out why I didn't beat these games as a kid or why I couldn't. Failure is an option. You don't. If you can't beat the game, you can't beat the game. If you need to do save and restore states, do them. If you need to use g- cheat codes, y- that's fine too. The goal is to see what it takes to get through these games. And I am sure that there are people out there who can get through the second stage of Mickey Mousecapades. I'm sure they exist. Yeah. Jumping over those waves, no problem. But the waves come up, deal serious, serious damage. And they happen at the worst times throughout the stage. And I had to save and restore and creep my way through the stage. It was the only way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure after about, I want to say 25 minutes, I was just like holding on to my butt and we're just running and seeing what happens because what's it, I'm either going to die or I'm going to make it through somehow. Um, and yeah, somehow finally beat it. The most frustrating part outside of the waves and then just the birds out to kill you was this is where you learn that if Minnie falls, you are dead. So And she's going to fall. She's going to fall so many times. <laughs> it is so unfair. But then once you finally get through it, it's a way shorter level, which thank you. They I guess they knew if you somehow made it through, it was gonna be okay. Um but yeah, it's so frustrating. And like, is there a final boss? Yes. It's like a shark or something. <laughs> was this no, the caterpillars, the or the snake thing's the third stage. Yeah. there it, It's a walrus. It's the oh, walrus right. from Alice in Wonderland, by the way. They did not change that one. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. So, Why not? Yeah. Why not? And then, yeah, then it leads to... 
And all boss fights in this game, by the way, function exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. It is all the enemies on the other side of the screen, and they are shooting at you in a pattern. You are jumping to avoid their shots and returning fire. That is every boss in the game. Yeah, they basically just get faster or shoot more things at you. And then we enter the forest maze. (laughs) This is the most diabolical, horrible to the players. It is dreadful. Here's how the forest maze works. You are going on a straight path through a forest. And if you just keep walking, you will eventually loop and be back at the beginning of the stage and go through the forest again and again and again. There are doors throughout the stage. The correct door takes you to the next part of the level, which is still the exact same forest, but in a different season. So your goal is to go from spring to summer to fall to winter and then to the boss. For spring, you just have to find the correct door, go through it, and you get to summer. For summer, you just have to find the correct door, go through it, and move on to fall. The wrong door will send you back to spring. In fall, (laughs) all the doors are the wrong door. Instead, you have to find a hidden door by shooting at the air and unlocking like you do any other hidden object. But this is the third stage in the game. And up to this point, you have never needed you have never needed to do any hidden object. They've always been bonus objectives, not necessary to complete the stage. So you will instead be trying the doors, going back to spring, getting to going to summer, going to fall, back to spring, summer, fall, before you eventually figure out, okay, hidden door. Great. You've cracked the mystery of the forest maze. You're now in winter. Oh, don't worry. I didn't figure that out. I got to summer, and then I started looking at a walkthrough guide, and I'm very happy I did, because I think I this would have, if I had somehow made it through stage two, just fine, this is where I would have quit. <laughs> it's so awful and the monster the new uh little monsters that attack you there's like suicidal pigs oh yeah there's puffer fish that i think are supposed to be owls but they that, look that like fish really like hone in on you yeah they'll like attack you throughout the whole thing it's so bad and there's also holes that you have to jump over pits that you have to jump over that many might not and, make and then you get to start all over again yay to get through winter all the visible doors are wrong and will start you either go back a stage or go back to the beginning in spring. The hidden door that you can find takes you back to the beginning in spring. You beat winter by first doing a full lap around the stage and then you will have access to a hidden door that didn't exist previously. But you better pick the right hidden door because now there's two of them One takes you to the end boss, and the other returns you to the beginning of this entire experience. So, not only does this stage require you to find the hidden path to go forward, but then you think you've learned that lesson, and it punishes you for trying that again, and instead you have to loop the stage once, which is not something you've ever had to do. Then find the other hidden door to go forward. It is a forest maze that requires you to not follow any of the rules in the game up to that point in order to proceed. It is incredibly frustrating. It's the worst. And especially like the having to like shoot and hope you find the door. Like it's not just like you shoot it a couple of times and then the door appears. Like you have to like be aiming and like holding down the shoot button for solid like six or seven hits before. Oh, here's this door. Like it's really hard for you to just 
stumble upon something like that. Yeah, so you have to be avoiding the enemies, avoiding enemy projectiles, not falling in pits, all the while shooting completely at random and watching each one of your shots to see if they connect with anything invisible. ADHD is a requirement of this game. <laughs> yeah, and then once you finally beat uh, the forest maze, it takes you to the gardens, which are still part of the same stage now, suddenly. And uh, luckily it's a little more forgiving, but you have to like jump over uh, flowers that like just shoot pollen, fire, bombs, whatever at you that you can't kill. Um, but this is where I learned about the fairies. So that was exciting. If you just shoot randomly, the fairies will come out and then you're like immune to hits for a little bit. Oh, nice. So it's like a, the, the I star. Didn't, I didn't get star. any fairies. Yeah. Yep. Learned about that. I was like, well, this would have been good to know. Just randomly came out. And I was like, wait, I'm immune. I'm immune. <laughs> you didn't yes. get the hand and I didn't get the fairies. Yeah. Just here's another random element we're just adding out of nowhere. Why not? So yeah, that. But the the boss for this one's pretty straightforward. It's the snake. Yep. Uh, I think in the Alice in Wonderland it's the caterpillar, but here it's the snake. Yeah, which I don't know. They say they say it's like the snake from the Jungle Book. Just no. a snake. <laughs> it's just a snake. <laughs> Why not? I it's... mean, at least snakes and gardens go together. That's they tried really hard with these these bosses <laughs> and then you move on to level four the pirate ship which why wasn't the pirate ship after the ocean or the beach yeah or before the beach either way yeah. especially since it's the easiest level in the game mm -hmm. it has a lot of going up down up and down ladders and everything in this level is easily defeatable by letting many fight you walk up to a ladder and then you take an extra step beyond the ladder and push up so that Minnie climbs up the ladder instead of you. And then you just have her shoot down all the enemies. Yep. This is how you beat this entire stage is you just make sure Minnie goes up and down the ladders and not you, including the end boss. Yeah, because if you don't do that, this is where they introduce one hit um, kill enemies now. The, the like shark pirates, one hit kill. I didn't even know that because Minnie did all my work. <laughs> Well, I tried to get through it like a fool with Mickey. Silly me. Um, but then when you get to the final boss, who is Pete? Peg leg Pete. Which, okay, that makes sense for Mickey. In the original, Pete. it was Captain Hook, who's not in Alice in Wonderland. At least he's a pirate. I don't, I, I don't know anymore. But yeah, mm -hmm. Pete is the worst bane of my existence. When I learned that uh, mini trick, I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I feel it's part of the game. I mean, technically. But That's I was not cheating. So That's just using the game as designed. Oh, my God. Yeah, you just send Minnie up the ladder, and then you turn you turn Mickey to face in the same direction as the enemy, so Minnie turns, and then you just hit the fire button. She can't be hurt, and her projectiles attack. It's... This is the easiest stage if you, you know, break the game. Yeah, if you utilize your resources. Oh, man. And then, I guess... Uh, Mickey absconds with the pirate ship and then drives it directly into a, the castle. Castle, yep. Because why the, not? The fifth stage is a castle. It's essentially the first level again. Mm -hmm. Just more complex with more enemies. Way more platforming. Really frustrating. There's a lot of, all right, go all the way to the end, then all the way back to the beginning, then like halfway to the end and back to the beginning again. Mm -hmm. Very, very frustrating. And then the end boss was Maleficent. Who her, her sprite also looks completely different than all the others. Yeah. 
But uh, you did forget that there's a mini boss before Maleficent. Oh, that's right. Pete comes back. <laughs> Why did Mickey let him off the ship? Why didn't he tie him up? Why didn't he throw him? Make him it, walk the plank? Yeah. Why didn't he throw him to the alligator? Why didn't he? Oh, that's who the boss is on the second level. It's the alligator because the walrus comes back in. The, the you're, walrus you're shows right. up in the castle. You're right. Ah. You're right. We're, we're anyway, we got it right eventually. But yeah, it's Pete comes back and I was just so mad because I had had such a hard time before learning the, the uh, mini trick and then he just shows up and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> why? And then, yeah, Maleficent is super hard as well. She she was ridiculously hard because it was perfectly timed jumps mm-hmm. and just like hitting attack whenever you could, which was rarely and you are constantly jumping to avoid she, save restore states the only way i could beat her could you imagine getting all the way through this game on the nes getting to her and like oh no i died three times or whatever and i have to start the game over again until i can spend another hour to get there to learn her pattern Mm-mm. no i would have taken the cartridge out and i probably would have thrown it in the toilet so it would have been a game you never beat exactly um and then yeah as we said once you beat maleficent you go outside and you find Alice sleeping. The end. Yeah. And you get a very nice just end black screen where I swear the end looks like a middle finger. <laughs> it's just like, Haha, how do you feel? Do you feel like you accomplished something by beating this game? Mm. And uh, no, I no, I didn't feel accomplished afterwards. <laughs> I just felt crippling pain in my hands. <laughs> Oh, it it is a cruel game that is not does not have a payoff. No. Uh, I no longer have any... It no longer has an air of mystique to me. I no longer want to figure out what's going on in this game and how do I get past the second... No. Nope. No, we, we played this so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that I could say if you are just interested is it is pretty interesting to like learn about how it changed from the Japanese uh, Famicom to here. Yeah, I don't know why... It needed, why we needed Maleficent instead of the Queen of Hearts. Yeah. I mean, even the Japanese, like, cover shows, like, Mickey, Minnie, and Alice, like, hanging out. It, why did it need to be changed at all? It doesn't make any sense. And Alice wasn't even in trouble. She was just having a nap. Yeah, she was just having a good old time, resting her eyes. So, all I can assume is that Mickey made a big deal out of nothing, and if they had cell phones, that wouldn't have been a problem. So He probably got... It was one of those situations <laughs> where like he had to lie to Minnie about where he'd been, he was like, <laughs> uh, I found out Alice is in danger. Yeah, that's... So, sick. I'm gonna go... Re- well, I'm gonna come with you. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, man, I have to make up this whole stage. Okay, hold up. Uh, hey, Pete. <laughs> I, I think she's in that castle, but to get there, we'll need go to the beach and then through the woods and then back to the beach for a pirate ship to get to the castle. We should just stay on our house with the crashing chandeliers. Yeah, that's way safer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I deeply regret choosing this game first, but we did it. Here we are. We did it. And that's, you know, the journey was really what made it worth it. All right. Do you have anything else we want to talk about for Mickey Mouse Capades before we close this out? Um, I will say that the music was pretty catchy it, for, yeah. for little just 8-bit chimes. It, was, it wasn't it was annoying like it could be. 
didn't drive me crazy after dying over. No, it was the game itself. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like the sprites for like Mickey and Minnie looked pretty solid. Everything Just else. Everything else was mm. really bad. <laughs> no, no, thank you. If I ever see a copy of this game in the wild, I'm going to burn it. Well, I look forward to catching that on the news now. <laughs> all right. So that's all we've got for this, our first inaugural issue of Never Beat. Thank you for joining us. We will be back. Probably. <laughs> Bye, guys. Turn so I can, like, face you and not... Okay, that's better. <laughs> it, it was the look of sheer concentration on your face as you were turning. <laughs> I just wanted to get it perfect. I know. You just had a look on your face of, I'm going to make this happen. On, it was determination. It, it was great. <laughs> I shall turn my body and it will be great.